Our reading today from chapter 6 of Romans is a really dense passage. Like quite a lot of Paul's writing, it's as though you can't see the wood for the trees unless you go hunting. Here, Paul is trying to explain all about being dead to sin and alive in Christ, and what that might mean for the Romans then and us today. Verse 6, For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body of sin might be done away with. This says that in our new life we are no longer under sin's control. He repeats this in verse 11. Count yourselves dead to sin but alive to God in Christ Jesus. But what does he mean? When we give ourselves to Christ we put on a new nature and get rid of our old sinful one. This then brings us freedom. For sin shall not be your master because you are not under law but under grace. Verse 14. So what is it like to be dead to sin and alive in Christ? What is the difference? This clearly says we can't do both, like we cannot serve two masters. We have to make a choice. Over the last week or so, the words slave and slavery have been very much in the news. In the modern age, slavery, at whatever level, is wrong, but at the time Paul was writing it was common. People even sold themselves into slavery. They became servants, hoping for a better life by having someone as their master. This is the context that Paul is writing in, and we need to bear it in mind whilst we consider what he says. Paul writes this letter to the believers in Rome, firstly to introduce himself and to make a clear declaration of what faith in God looks like. He presents the facts of the gospel and declares his allegiance to it. Romans 1, 16-17 I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jew, then the Gentile. For in the gospel a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. He goes on to talk of the lostness of people in terms of their relationship with God and therefore the necessity for God's intervention. Then he presents the good news that salvation that is available to all regardless of who they are, where they come from and what they have done in the past, bad things we might call sin today or good things with hidden or selfish motives. We are saved by grace through faith in Christ and because of his crucifixion and resurrection we can stand justified, just as it never, I'd never sinned, before God. With this as his foundation, Paul now goes on to talk about what freedom is like. Freedom from the power of sin over us, freedom from the domination of law the ceremonial laws of Leviticus, the civil laws of Deuteronomy and the moral laws of the Ten Commandments. We are free to become like Christ and discover God's limitless love. Note though, Paul is not saying that we should disregard the law. If we do, sin will again become our master and the law will not help us overcome it. Because we have turned to Christ and accepted him into our lives, he is now our master, and so we offer our lives to him as instruments of righteousness. 
When I first left school, most trades had apprentices and I became an engineering apprentice. The workshop masters at the factory I worked in trained me in various schools, skills using hand tools and machine tools and I tried to emulate them as I followed their teaching, copying what they showed me and trying to reproduce the tools they so easily made. With Christ in my life as my workshop master so to speak, I try to follow his teaching and become more like him. Without him, other things would take his place and that would mean I would let them be my master instead. They would be potentially bad things, sinful things perhaps we might say, which would ultimately end in separation from God and me living in a world of despair, guilt, suffering and a generally downward spiral of misery. But if we choose God to be our master, we can be apprenticed, learning how to work for him and enjoying a new life of freedom and security. Choosing God as our master, however, does mean obeying him wholeheartedly, with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. Matthew chapter 22 verse 33. But Paul says in the Romans, in verse 17 and 18. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. The question this raises for me though is, have I given myself wholeheartedly or do I have or do I give half-hearted obedience? God's desire is that we worship and obey him with our whole heart every day, to really give ourselves wholeheartedly. I think that we need to become like an apprentice, learning to carefully watch the master, study exactly what he's doing, reproducing how he behaves, trying to replicate his holiness. But how to do this? Can I suggest that we need to read our Bibles, find out what it means for us to be apprentices to Jesus? Maybe we would be helped by having some Bible reading notes. I suspect too that we need to talk to others, perhaps in small groups where experiences and learning can be shared and we can encourage each other in our learning. And of course, we need to spend time with him in quiet, perhaps, listening for his voice. We often call this prayer. As we do all this, as we learn more, we will be challenged by God, I am sure. But that's good, because he will stir us into action to enable others to be set free from sin's grasp too. In our Gospel reading, Jesus talks about welcome and being welcomed The disciples only had to give a cup of cold water to be doing a good and righteous thing. How much more for us then, if we are pointing other people the way to be free from sin's grasp and to have eternal life? So which life, Master, are we to choose? The sinful one, whose wages are death, which offers no hope, or the grace-filled eternal one, a free gift from God. His gift cannot be earned or paid for. 
That has already been done, so why not accept it with gratitude and thanksgiving? Having God as our master leads us to holiness, to a life with benefits, and not just for us, but for others too. Why wouldn't we choose that?